It is so awesome to be here on this incredible day. And whatever campus you're at, a huge, huge welcome. Even all of those Aussies over in Australia, over in Melbourne, Adelaide, great to see you guys. And uh, I know, like me, you're blessed with what God is doing. But uh, we're believing that as we gather around God's Word, He's gonna speak to us. So if you've got your Bible, I want encourage you to turn to the book of Matthew chapter four. And uh, we're gonna go there in a couple of moments' time, but... I'm sure you were really moved like I was with that incredible video where people shared the moments of encounter and the moments of what Jesus is now doing in their life. And to be honest, this is my first Vision Sunday as the senior pastor, if you wanna put it that way, and I'm trusting God to give me some real big wow excitement thing like expansion or new ground or, you know, everyone's like, yeah. I really felt God just come alongside me in October last year and declare these three simple words that 2023 is gonna year, be a year where we come and follow Him. It's a simple but very profound statement. To follow Jesus isn't easy. And the truth is to then make followers of Jesus and create disciples is even harder. But I want you to capture it. This is Jesus speaking to every single one of us at life. Come, follow me. He wouldn't ask it of us if it wasn't available and able to be done by us. And not for a moment is it all about us because it's all about him. But we're gonna discover as he invited some fishermen to follow him, I believe today, at Vision Sunday 2023 here at Life, right across every single campus and local and location, that he is saying this is gonna be a year where he's gonna desire from you and I, whether we've been here five minutes or this is our life, we've been here for forever, that we're gonna follow him to a whole new way and we're gonna have the opportunity to create followers of him. But Matthew 4, I... I'm gonna share from this passage, you will have heard if you've been in church a little while like myself, it is this interaction with Jesus and these brothers now to us known as the disciples. And I want you to read along with me, the words will be on the screen, it says this in Matthew 4 verse 18. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was also called Peter, and Andrew. And they were throwing a net into the water for they fished for a living. Side note, Jesus wants to meet you right where you're at. The call to follow him is one that will cost you something, but you will discover like we'll discover today, the call he calls you into in serving other people is right in line with your gift set and your skill set. It goes on in verse 19 and it says this, Jesus called out to them, come, follow me. And then I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up on the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee. How good's that name? Zebedee. (laughs) They were repairing their nets And Jesus also called to them to come. Watch this, verse 22. They immediately followed him 
leaving the boat and their father behind. Come, follow me. I guess the question at each one of our campuses there online here in this auditorium is simply this, who are you following? Or maybe another way I could put it is, what are you following? (laughs) Isn't it interesting that we don't take too much time to think about who we follow on social media, but they have a real influence on our perspective. Isn't it interesting it doesn't take much for a teacher at school to say one sentence and then you hate school for the rest of your life because they told you you'd never have a chance? Isn't it interesting that when life is going well and something takes place that was unexpected, everything you now focus on is through a lens of disappointment or despair? It's quite easy for you and I to get distracted and this is why in my personality I hope for something grand and grandeur but I know that I know that I know this is such a word for our church and for the Christians around the globe that it's coming back to what it's all about. His name is Jesus and that's why we're here. But the question still needs to be answered, who are you following? See if you've been around life any length of time, the church We'll be turning 32 this year in October. That's old. <laughs> but right from the start of its inception, when God spoke to our founding pastors, Pastor Paul and Marie, there has been a declaration over this house, a vision statement as we call it, which is simply and profoundly this, to impact and change our generation with the reality of Jesus. It's one thing for a moment of impact, but it's another thing for a lifetime lasting change. And the truth is that we could do all the best work we could as individuals and collectively around a good idea and some great services or buildings, et cetera, et cetera. But if it's not done with the reality of Jesus, it will not last. It will be harder than it needs to be. And so today, I want to encourage every campus, every individual to come back to the reality of, am I following Jesus and who is following me? We saw in the video how cool of a testimony it is that God is still building in these individuals' lives. One who was from a pretty tough relational breakup through to someone finding their way as a young person, completely intoxicated all the way through these stories of true and real life change that has happened and it came from a discovery through other people and then through God himself. If we're not careful, we'll rely on the buildings and the services and all of the things that we do good and fail to realize Jesus is the one who saves, Jesus is the one who heals, Jesus is the one who sets free, but he chooses to choose you and I to do it through. We see as he rocks up to these incredible brothers that go on to do incredible things as disciples, rough and rugged fishermen. When Jesus arrives on the scene, everything changes. You see, we have this great vision, as I said, for our house, but then we've got incredible mission as a church, and that is these three words you may have seen in one of our foyers or seen on our website, and it's these three words, belong, believe, build. And the truth is, for every single one of us to have a year, in my opinion, where we're gonna be able to follow him to a new level, 
and create followers of him, we need to activate these three things. In fact, this passage of scripture shows us this is how Jesus lives his life. Number one, belong. What is it to belong? Well, in a corporate sense, as a church, I pray that our church would be a place where people could call home. But for a moment, I want you to stop and ask yourself, is this my reality of my life? Why? Because church is not just a building. The church is you and I. And on Vision Sunday, I'm asking myself as much as I'm asking every single one of us, how much of a life do I live where other people come in contact with me and they feel like they belong? Is my life lived in such a way where they could feel safe and feel like I am home for them? Because we can do every effort to make that a reality in a church building sense, and I pray and I believe that that would be everyone's reality. They come in and they feel like they belong. But the truth is that takes place when the church, you and I, live the way Jesus lived. Isn't it interesting? Jesus rocks up to two brothers that are fishermen, and he says, come follow me. A very simple but very profound invitation, and in that moment, they belonged. Nothing about their profession, nothing about even their faith or belief system was what got them into relationship with Jesus. It was Jesus's openness and Jesus's willingness and Jesus's invitation that allowed them to belong. Not only belong, but a part of the mission statement for all of us here at Life is that we would move past belonging to believing. What is it to believe? Well, to me, it is a choice to follow Jesus. You see, not only did Jesus turn up and say, you belong, come follow me, but we read in verse 20 that the disciples made a decision to leave what they knew and to follow. It is a choice to follow. I hope no one ever gets pressured here at life to do anything they're not ready to do, but I do hope that every single Sunday we would give everyone the opportunity to make a choice to follow Jesus because that's where life changes forever. It's the game changer moment for every single human being. I pray you belong, but I pray that you believe and then thirdly, not just having a belief and a choice to follow Jesus, but here at Life, we believe as a part of our mission, it would be belong, believe, and build. What is it to build? Oh, I believe it's a commitment to live on purpose. Well, what do you mean, Luke? I'm living on purpose right now. Do you know God has a plan and a purpose for your life? He's given you gifts and skills to outwork that will better you but actually change the environment and change the game for those around you. Not just the people inside the walls, but those that are yet to discover the belong and the believe. And until you and I commit to build into their lives, I think we miss what God actually intends for us. And this is where we start to live totally on purpose. You know, I believe that it's not just a mission statement for us at life, but it's a personal reality we all need to hold on to. Because Jesus extends this invitation to you and I so that we could belong. And I think we can sell ourselves short in the 21st century beauty of hindsight as we read and we know what Peter went on to do. James and John, like we know how amazing they were in the development of 
Christianity as we know it today, they were the disciples, the chosen few. They were the ones helping Jesus perform miracles. They were the ones that started and birthed what we know now as the church, and we can easily say, well, they, you know, they were all good. No, no, realize they were just a bunch of fishermen. And they were as normal as you and I. <laughs> but what they had was a response to the call to come follow him. And in doing so, they not only got to be with Jesus, but when you and I get to be with Jesus, we get to become like Jesus. And when we become like Jesus, we now have the weaponry, if you wanna put it that way, the understanding, the ability to now go and do what Jesus did. So again, I come back to the question, who are you following and who's following you? Or is Christianity for you, like many people around the world, 65 to 70 minutes on a Sunday morning? Hopefully the fuel that gets the spark burning to make you and help you last through another week? Or is your Christianity, my Christianity, a daily devotion <laughs> to be with Jesus, to be like Jesus, and to do what Jesus did? You see, to follow Jesus does require a choice and not for one am I subscribing to the fact that it's easy. Because <laughs> it's not, if it was easy, everyone would do it. <laughs> but there is so much more in a life in Christ that you and I could ever realize far greater than just getting into heaven <laughs> or making yourself feel better or washing away anxiety and replacing it with God's peace. No, no, you and I can actually not only just belong, believe, but build and see something take place just like Pete did. You see, it's interesting to me because if you understand Peter's life, he had some ups and he certainly had some downs. This passage we're reading about is right at the beginning of Peter's journey in Christ and Jesus knew he would stumble. <laughs> Jesus knew that he would betray. Jesus knew that he would be human, let's put it that way. <laughs> Yet he still made the decision that no matter what may come, you belong. And the moment you choose to believe, I'll give you the empowerment to build a life beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah. From a fisherman, Peter goes to belonging, believing, and building, so much so that we understand when we see Peter's life because he was with Jesus and being with Jesus has started to deepen and we start to deepen our own relationship with God. It moves from a Sunday faith to a 24-7 faith. And this is where our lives start to begin to bear spiritual fruit and see God's kingdom come here on earth. <laughs> it's the becoming like Jesus where we start to see the transformation take place that Mark talked about on the video. We understand through Simon Peter's commitment to change the way Jesus called and commanded him and his followers to do so, Pete ends up actually being the spokesperson for the 12 disciples when Jesus disappears. Jesus now entrusts Pete's life to be the key or the lead shepherd to lead and love Jesus' followers from that day on. And if you fast forward a little bit further from this moment that we see the interaction taking place with Pete, on the day of Pentecost, we read and learn that thousands of people 
became believers and followers of Jesus because of Peter's life and Peter's message. And the truth is, we're in 2023 and it's still ministering to us today. I wonder, at every campus, I want you to think about what our future generations could look like if every single one of us lived a life where we made a decision every single day, I'm gonna be with Jesus, I'm gonna be like Jesus, and I'm gonna commit to the best of my ability to do what Jesus did. I believe thousands of years later, people will be saved and set free because of the life we chose to live, a life where we followed Jesus. See, we read that Jesus not only calls us to follow him, but he actually creates in us the ability to be a continued follower of him and gives us permission to now create followers ourselves. Matthew 22, verse 36 to 40 says this. Uh, in verse 36, it says, teacher, this is a question of Jesus, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? They're trying to trip Jesus up, and Jesus says, well, it's quite simple, actually. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. <laughs> this is the first and the greatest commandment. So if we're trying to do anything other than that, people, let's get back to that. <laughs> but then 39 says the second one is equally as important as the first. So if you're gonna do the first, make sure you do the second. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets, these people, these so-called people that were trying to trap him, they are all based out of loving God and loving people, these two commandments. Jesus lived a life and showed us how to live a life that can change humanity. How did he do it? Loving people. Where's the big wow, Luke? <laughs> Just try going about that. If you live in the same world and society I live in, it doesn't take much for a little bit of love to go a long way. <laughs> it's as simple discipleship as us outworking and outwalking our belonging, our believing, and our building. This week, let me put it as a practical example for every single one of us in life, I had the opportunity on Thursday evening to go play twilight golf, and it's a bit rich calling it golf, I'll call it twilight hacking. <laughs> but as I was out on the golf course, and twilight is a nine hole thing, and then everyone kind of hangs around afterwards, and the people that won get prizes, I didn't get a winning prize, but I got a consolation prize, my score was that bad, I got a free golf ball, praise the Lord. <laughs> But if I take you back, let's say two weeks, it might have been three weeks before Thursday, I was playing Twilight Golf and I met a couple I had never met. They actually live on the golf course and anyway, we got talking and as we're waiting for the prizes that time, they were asking about my life, how many kids do you have, how long have you been married, you know, what do you do? And I was just sharing who I was and 
It was amazing how quickly questions arose and intrigue began. And that was cool and I thought nothing of it and then fast forward now to this Thursday just gone and as I'm sitting at the prize giving, people are ordering burgers, fish and chips, Cokes, beers, and I'm on the Daniel fast, so <laughs> praise the Lord, we finished that, God is good, but <laughs> I order my sparkling water <laughs> with a little slice of lime <laughs> and some roast veggies, <laughs> glorious. <laughs> and as I'm sitting there, the wife of the husband that I was playing golf with, she says, aren't you gonna have a Coke or a beer or something? I said, I'd love to, but actually I'm just having water tonight. And she's like, what about like a burger? Like, what's the veggie thing? Like, you're a young guy, surely you love burgers? <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, I'm actually on a fast. She's like, a what? <laughs> I said, oh, as part of the church I was telling you about last week, we're actually all doing a 14-day, what's called a Daniel fast, which is fruit, veggies, and water. And she's like, what, like all you eat is fruit, veggies, and all you drink is water? I was like, yep, yep. She's like, how long have you been doing that? I was like, well, it's about day 12, 11, 12. She's like, whoa, have you lost any weight? I was like, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've lost 3.2 kilos. <laughs> and she nudges her husband, who's rather large, and she's like. She's <laughs> 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 like, no, that's not what I'm doing it for. <laughs> She says, tell me though, how do you get up? You surely don't have any energy. And I said, well actually it's really energizing to me. It's funny because I'm not doing it for any other reason than to set aside time to allow God to speak. She's like, okay, I don't get all of that but I've got some more questions. <laughs> like discipleship is not a program, people. <laughs> it's a culture, it's a lifestyle where if you would open your life, Jesus says, all you gotta do is create an opportunity to love and to care for those around you. And it is incredibly alarming how many questions there may be. And you may be sitting there saying, yeah, but that's the problem. I don't know what to say. You don't have to know what to say. You just have to be with Jesus, be like Jesus, and do what Jesus, what did Jesus do? He opened his life and he provided an invitation. I found myself in a very non-direct way discipling when all I was there for was golf. And I thought to myself, God, I thank you for the spiritual empowerment this fast is done, but if this is what I'm doing it for this moment, I'll do it again. <laughs> because the door was opened and through sharing my faith, I don't know what seed's been sown. <laughs> we didn't have an altar call for all the golf players and the, the club rooms there right then and there. <laughs> but I know that in two weeks time, I'll be playing Twilight again, and this time I'm not going to win a prize or shoot really well. This time I'm going there with very clear intent that God wants me to be available. I wonder what our families, our friends, our society, our workplaces, our sports teams, our high schools, our universities would look like if every single one of us would make a daily decision to be with Jesus to keep transforming, be like Jesus, and then make a decision to do what Jesus did. 
It wouldn't be Vision Sunday without a challenge, so let me be really clear, it's gonna cost you something. In fact, it's gonna cost you a lot. It might cost you some friends that now need to become acquaintances. It might cost you some street cred at your business or your workplace. It might cost you some time, some words, some energy. You might take a few hits for your faith, but there is joy in persecution, the Bible says. And I believe that as we commit this year, Vision Sunday, to being a year where we come and follow Jesus, we're gonna actually see the impact and the change take place with the reality of Jesus. That everyone that wants to belong can belong. Everyone that wants to make a decision to choose Jesus will believe and then ultimately people will build so that we can see the generations changed. If I take it back to Pete's life, I love it because he examples to you and I that he didn't change overnight, but he did change. Ultimately, Jesus, day upon day, was working with Pete and transformed him from a weak and impulsive individual to a courageous and self-controlled individual. Peter was a great example of a transformed disciple of Jesus Christ. But I want you to hear it plain and simple. As Jesus showed us in the book of John, where he washed the disciples' feet, he says, I'm doing this so you now can go do it for others. There will be cost attached, Jesus saying, but no, I am willing to pay the ultimate cost so that you and I could have a life of abundance. <laughs> so what's a bit of feet washing in regards or in relation to the death on the cross? <laughs> We've got a world longing for you and I to provide the answer, his name is Jesus. And I love how Haven put it on the video. She said this, Jesus doesn't call us to be perfect. He just calls us to be willing. And my heart as a senior pastor of life is that every single one of us wouldn't feel that this is a burden, but this would be not only a call to follow Jesus, but a call that, hey, if you call life home, we're going on the journey that this is gonna be a year where we create followers of Jesus. Because again, Jesus speaking in the book of Matthew, he says this, Matthew 10, verse 39. If you cling to your life here on earth, you will lose it. But if you give it up for me, you will find it. You will find the greatest, <laughs> most exciting, best moment, year, time of your life when you discover the wonder of what it is to follow Jesus and to create followers of Jesus. There is nothing greater in this life than to be able to know that you're making a difference in someone else's life. Everyone wants to be known and everyone wants to be needed. The moment Jesus arrived to the boys on the boat, he said, come follow me, they were known, they belonged. They started to believe because Jesus is legit. <laughs> but as they started to build, they realized, I'm not just known, but I'm actually needed. The truth is, our buildings that we're sitting in right now, this live stream that you're connecting with right now, they're great and people will find their way here, but the most effective and most powerful opportunity anyone has is to share their faith with those they walk with. There will be people, I guarantee, in your life right now that would never step foot in a building like this unless someone 
stretched out and said, come follow me. It's an invitation, it's not a have to, it should be a want to, but in that moment, Jesus not only made them belong, but then they were so convinced and convicted with the belonging and the sense they had in him, they believed. Our lives should carry an opportunity for open door conversations where then people have a choice to choose Jesus. And then ultimately, I totally believe that when you and I live a life where we build, it's the best type of life we can ever have. Just before I hand it back to Pastor Craig and Melvin, Pastor Tony in Adelaide, I wrote these few thoughts down that I think are pertinent for each one of us that call life home. You know, I believe for this year in 2023 and beyond that this house, this church will be a community that is home for everyone and anyone. It will be a community that is both multi-generational and multicultural. A community that actually enjoys being generous towards God and towards others. A community that is committed to not just worship God on Sundays, but whenever and wherever. (laughs) A community that is continuously reaching those in need beyond the walls of our buildings. A community that is not perfect, that's not what we're going for, but is committed to growing with one another. And then ultimately, I have a heart's desire that this would be a community that is full of people who are Christ followers and are devoted to helping others follow Jesus Christ by saying these three simple words. Come, follow me. Amen? I'm gonna get Pastor Missy to come and pray for us, pray over us, and then I'm gonna hand it over to Pastor Craig, Pastor Tony. Come on, let's pray. Thank you, God, that you are the Alpha and the Omega that you are our God and we are your people. So this morning I pray over our congregation, I pray over the people, the family of life. Would we hear you in a new and fresh way? Would you come into our worlds? Would we invite you into our worlds for the people that you have placed in our communities, in our families, in our neighborhoods that we have yet to reach? Would you come and would you be with us? I pray a blessing over every single person a blessing, a family, a blessing of a bright future. So as we walk with you, hand in hand, we are not alone, and you are our God. Jesus, we love you. Come and show yourself in a whole new way.